What is going on? Welcome to Land Podcast. This week we have a great episode with Andre Hepburn, and he's from originally Jamaica and now lives in Pennsylvania. He bought his first farm ever in West Virginia, a little over 100 acres, and you get to hear about his entire process, some things that he learned that will be helpful for anyone, whether they're buying their first piece of ground, they're saving up, or maybe they're looking for their next piece. Some great information and insight here. Really appreciate him taking the time to share his story. It's really cool. He's uh, a first-generation landowner, first-generation hunter, and uh, has dove in headfirst. And I hope you guys have a fantastic week. But before we get into this episode, a lot of exciting announcements here with Exodus. We are dropping a brand-new camera, the Exodus Rival. We are going to be doing a live stream on January 16th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central Time. And we're going to be talking all about the camera, answering your guys' questions live and we're also going to have some special savings for those folks that tune into the live stream. It can be on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Chad and I will be breaking down this product and what we have going on. So hope you guys take advantage of that. It is a cost competitive cell camera with a five-year warranty. Basically the Exodus Advantage that includes theft and damage coverage and also the five-year manufacturing warranty. So hope you guys really check that out if you're looking to buy some cameras, help support this podcast, help support everything that we're doing at Exodus. So once again, January 16th, you can head over to the website right now, exodusoutdoorgear.com, sign up for the email newsletter and actually check out the listing for right now. It has some of the information there. So hope you guys do that. And real quick, if you're brand new to this, the goal of this podcast is to help 100 people buy their first piece of land. There's a couple ways to be involved in that. Number one, if you are in the state of Illinois in an area that I feel comfortable representing you, give me a call. I'm happy to help. Number two, if you want to get connected with someone that I would personally do business with, I'm happy to do so. If you're in part of the country that I don't know too many folks, I'll let you know. No harm, no foul. And number three, if you just simply learn something from this podcast, helps you take action confidently, maybe makes you think of a different approach that you wouldn't have otherwise let me know. I want to add you to the spreadsheet. That is it. Here we go. One very last thing. This was recorded on Zoom and it's had a pretty good track record, but there's a couple spots where it may be a little bit glitchy. So I apologize for that. I still want to share this conversation because there's some great value, but there are probably a few hiccups through here. So if you hear something that's a little bit odd, that is the reason why. So here we go. Andre, how's it going? Doing well. How about yourself? Uh, doing great, man. Well, first off, thanks for hopping on here today. Uh, you're a first time land buyer and I'm yeah. really excited to hear uh, all about you and your story and what you learned. And uh, I think it should be uh, great for everyone to hear. But before we get into that, take a chance to introduce yourself. Sure. Uh, so my name is Andre Hepburn. I am currently in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. It's right outside of uh, Philadelphia. Uh, I actually have been all over the place. I was born actually in Jamaica. Uh, oh, wow. lived in, yeah, lived in the Bahamas for a while to like eight, and then moved to New York City, the Bronx, New York, uh, and then moved. Actually, I left there around 21-ish, 20, 21 years old, then moved to Chicago, uh, got engaged and came over here to the Philadelphia area. Awesome, man. What do you what do you do for a living? So I am a process engineer, project manager, um, long, long way, long winded way of saying that uh uh, I work on improving uh, medical devices. I work for a medical devices company that's in uh, Malvern, Pennsylvania. Uh, we make cancer screening kits. Mm -hmm. uh, my job is when there are some customer complaints or if there are some improvements that are needed, me and my team, uh, we work on them, make them better and make sure that they're scientifically sound uh, compared to what was done at launch. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, so out of all the places you lived, what's been your favorite? 
man, that's a tough one. So I love the Bronx. The Bronx kind of uh, is going to help mold me, kind of, I don't want to say harden me, but got me ready for the world, I'd say. Uh-huh. Um, but you can't, I, I miss the clear waters of the Bahamas. I mean, you can put your feet in it, be neck deep in water and look down and actually see your toes. Like, I miss that. Yeah, I could imagine, especially this time of year, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But PA is awesome, though. I, I've, I've learned, I've become the man that I am now in Pennsylvania. Okay. So everywhere had their little gems, but, you know, I, I like it. I like where I am. I think yeah. I'm going to be here for a while. What do you think of Chicago? I'm about two hours south of Chicago. Chicago's awesome. So I lived in Skokie. I lived in uh, Skokie, Illinois, which is next to, it's north, uh, like next to Evanston, uh-huh. um, the village of Skokie. <laughs> uh, which was great. I actually liked it and then moved over to like Schaumburg area, um, which was really cool too. Uh, long drive. That was a long drive to do anything because I worked, uh, actually I worked further north of there in uh, Waukegan. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, that, that area is great. I, I always say Chicago is like a clean New York City, a clean New York. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's a great, great city, great town. My brother and my mom are still out there, so I, I enjoy getting out there. Awesome, man. Well, and so you're on here today because you bought a farm in West Virginia. How how did all this come about? Yeah, so uh, long-winded way of saying it. I've always been interested in outdoors type stuff. I'm, I'm, I'll get to the family, but I'm the guy that's always doing the stuff. They call me Indiana Jones of the family because I'm just uh-huh. going doing crazy wild stuff. So um, it's been on the radar, I guess, in the back of my mind for the longest. Um, it's one of those things where I enjoyed it, didn't realize that I could have it. Um, so the way I actually got to working through that is my wife and I are actually part of an investment um, team. And um, but, but prior to that, we personally were thinking, hey, let's let's start working on our investment portfolio. Let's start getting some some land. So we were going to just do this on our on our own. And then we had some family friends that they're more like family than friends mm-hmm. um, where. But we we know we can work well with each other. Um, we all combined um, our finances and actually purchased a property in um, North Carolina. And that went well. And mm-hmm. so that made me realize, hey, this is actually way more feasible than I was thinking. And it was actually at the same time that I started listening to your podcast. And that's when I was, because at first I was like, well, you know, this is something that's great for a group. I don't know if I could do it myself. Mm-hmm. Ah, who's, who knows? But I was actually, the more I listened, the more I, I was kind of pumped up and saying, hey, I actually, I think I can actually do this. Mm-hmm. Let me let me see if I can do this and then move forward. So um, the other roundabout way that I got to this was, uh, so during the lockdown, I was stir crazy. I was just bored out of my head. Um, so the only things that I could do was go outside. Uh, so I started hiking more. I started doing a lot of outdoor stuff. I actually got into hunting. Uh, so I was, I'm a late bloomer, um, <laughs> but thoroughly enjoyed it. So my friends will all tell you this. Once I get into something, I really get into Your full send once you're in it. Oh, yeah, I jump right in full uh-huh. cannonball. Um, and so that's what happened with hunting. So I, I called, uh, 2020 was when we, when I started, I called myself an armed observer cause I just wanted to be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during that off season was when I started doing some, I, I listened to several podcasts and started reading tons of articles and fully immersed myself, got enough gear to, to be self-sufficient and went out 2021, 20, uh, got my first, uh, buck. My first deer was a buck. Awesome. So stoked about that. Yeah. Uh, 2022, I have a, a target buck that I'm, I know it's late in the season. I'm still, I got, <laughs> I, I got, I, I, I have full confidence within the next couple of weeks. I'm going to go down. 
Um, it's going to go down. It's going to happen. I already got a dough. My, this is also my first year doing compound bow and thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy that. That is this Addicted. summer has it is, man. This summer was awesome. And then when I got I got a dough September 26th with uh, my compound bow and that was it. That just sealed everything. And now that's all I want to do. So it's it's awesome. Man, that's so cool to hear your progression. I, you know, I grew up with hunting, so I take that for granted. And for someone to go in from this with, you know, really zero base knowledge to go in and learn everything has to be really intimidating. So what was that like to be at ground zero and then become sufficient enough to where you feel confident to shoot at an animal? So that honestly was, it's one of those where I had a lot of uh, learning experiences. Uh, but first, I want to say I have a I had a really good mentor. So um, my my um, son is my youngest. He's uh, nine now. Um, he has a classmate, and their father goes hunting, mm-hmm. and so he and I just eventually got close just through the kids. And then he told me he let me know that hey, you know I hunt da 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 da. And then I was just like you know what I want to come with you. So he was great at putting me under his wing and showing me some things and and t- you know just helping me guiding me in a in a, in a direction. And like I said, when I jump in, I jump in. So that was just great to have that that leadership um, to kind of guide me. And sometimes I'll just ask a question or I'd be like in a tree stand, say like, hey, this is the situation. You know, uh, what should I do? I'm getting frustrated, whatever, whatever. They just sit it out, man, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, it, it well, I'm not going to lie. It was overwhelming. It was it seemed daunting. Um, but when i remember it was the first year that i was the armed observer and i actually saw the deer i did the stuff that everyone was saying and i saw deer coming in and it was just too far to shoot through too much too much thick stuff but i saw and i was like oh snap it worked all right okay maybe if i keep going maybe it'll work some more and then i uh, just kept going that way so um you know the lessons were hard but i'm like i learned everyone goes through those lumps so yeah uh, you know i figured just jump in only way i know how to do is just jump right in that's, I mean, action is the easiest thing to do and you'll figure it out as you go. Absolutely. Uh, one question though, how'd you find the podcast too? I'm curious. So, like I said, when I was doing all of this research, I was looking, uh, I pretty much anything that had hunting to do with it, to, uh, I was listening to it. Um, I think it was your Exodus Outdoors yeah. podcast I was listening to. And then, um, you know, when they do, Spotify does the suggestions. Yeah. So I clicked on on the Lamb podcast and I was like, you know what, Spotify, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> Their algorithm read you right. <laughs> Their algorithm got it. So um, That's cool. and then I was at first I was just like, oh, you know, I'll just listen, see what you have to say. And then the more I listened, the more I got like pumped up, like I was saying before. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I just loved it. And so what specifically made you want to actually buy land? Because, I mean, that's a huge investment uh, top to bottom. I mean, what what pushed you over the edge of like, I really want to own land as a, as a new hunter? So uh, I actually lease two properties um, and they are great. I love the, the landowners, the, the group of guys that I'm with, great experiences. I have no bad experience with it. My one little caveat is being the type that likes to jump right into things. Um, I also like to just, if I have an opportunity to go, I want to get up and go. Um, I have to ask permission, you know, or at least let them know beforehand, hey, I'm going to be at the property, et cetera, et cetera, which again, I have no issues with. It's just, you know, I have to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then the other thing is I can't make any changes. And then, you know, one of the things that kind of like pushed me over it was I picked a a awesome spot, perfect tree um, to put my um, tree stand in, got it bolted in um, towards the middle of the season. You know, the landowner was like, hey, you know, uh, I'm going to need you to move that tree stand 
um, for whatever reason. And he had his, you know, it's his property. He could say, tell me to do whatever he wants to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so I moved it and I did exactly what I needed to do. And I found another good spot, but it, it was just one of those things where I was like, but I really liked this spot. Like, I don't want to, you know, so um, I want to be the guy to say, hey, uh, move your stuff so that I can do whatever I want to do on my own property. So liberating. Uh, it is. Yeah, it's so liberating to be able to do what you want. And that sounds like such a simple thing. But when it, it I don't know, it just people people want to do what they want when they can. And uh, exactly. unfortunately, a lot of times you have to go get your own thing to do that. Now, when you were shopping, tell me what was really important when you're looking to buy your first piece of ground. I mean, was it the proximity to where you live, uh, quality of, of animals that you were hunting? What was kind of on your short list of important factors? So at this stage of my life, um, I was really looking at something that was relatively affordable, but still had still checked a lot of boxes. So price and uh, quality of land mm -hmm. within a, an attainable realm was what I, I was looking for. So um, the place that I have now has um, significant amount of timber. It's actually a lot of timber. It has about like seven acres of, of tillable land. So uh, it's a little combo. It's it's um, the topography is pretty cool. Like it's got these a couple of saddles that that was just awesome. I just thought, you know, I wanted something like that. Um, so it checked a lot of boxes and was in a price range that I was very comfortable with. Uh, it did not check the box of proximity. Um, it's a five hour drive from where I live. Okay. Um, but that is the max of my limit. Um, that's one of those um, things where, you know, I'll drive out for, we'll spend a weekend on it. So what my kids and I do every Father's Day is we go camping um, and I, you know, I pay to go rent a spot kind of thing. And, and mm -hmm. we do that. But instead of have my own spot where we drive out, same same kind of, same uh, time drive, um, but it'll be my place to go ahead and do so. So, you know. How'd you, uh, how'd you find the property? Was it just listed online and you're like, ah, I need to go check this place out? Yeah, it was listed online. I've been um, digging through a lot of stuff. So uh, Whitetail Properties, I was looking through their stuff a lot. There's some other stuff. I actually, um, it's actually one of your podcasts uh, that told me about uh, like checking like Zillow and, and those other kind of places just for, yeah. you know, lots. Um, mm -hmm. So I was doing searches through that and pretty much everywhere that that I could look at land, I was, I was doing it. Um, and um, during my... <laughs> When I when I'm supposed to be doing work or doing some meeting <laughs> meetings where I don't have to talk, yeah, um, I was doing some other research and I was looking at one property that popped up and it it just clicked. It looked right. It looked like everything. Um, I reached out and um, you know he contacted me back immediately, pretty much. I mean, like within an hour. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And so uh, walk us through. So obviously you like the you like the price the terrain, some of the components to the farm itself that was interesting to you. What was it like when you went and walked the farm? Was it uh, love at first sight uh, for a lack of a better way to say it? Or were you uh, just, I want to hear what your thoughts were. Yeah. So pretty much I was trying to play, you know, to have a poker face. Um, but then after a while, it just didn't happen. Um, so <laughs> we, the, the one caveat, it was, it's 40, it's a 45 minute drive from the, the closest cities, the closest like town, which mm -hmm. I had no issues because then that means I'm just further away from people, which is okay with me um but as we approached i just didn't know what to expect we got out we started walking a couple of trails and one of the things i it's actually one of the questions i and i had and it was addressed right away was are there any like trails or anything like that and they were a good amount and they were snaked through and and not to the point where it was obnoxious or or you know um chopping through all of the the, the timber but um it was enough that you could 
zigzag through all of the property and, and be able to get to, to different spots very well. Um, one of the things, um, and I took a ton of pictures, um, we saw lots of sign. So I saw a lot of scrapes, um, a lot of rubs. Um, so turkey, uh, signs for turkeys, so, which is cool because I tried doing turkey one year and that was disastrous. Uh, <laughs> so so being able to, to have some options, you know, I saw, uh, you know, some some droppings, like all kinds of signs just all over the place and not just in one spot, like pretty much every we walked the perimeter of the whole property and then went into the middle of it as well. And, and was just saw sign all over the place. So it was, it was very promising. And it, thankfully, sorry, guys. No, I was going to say you closed on this in December of 2021, correct? 2022. I just closed. Oh, on OK. So just here recently. This yeah, last just month. like, yeah, last month. This I fresh. just got this. This is brand spanking. I didn't even get to put cameras up yet. Oh my gosh. That's yeah, that's so going to be this weekend. Yeah. Man. So, it, and you were walking the interior and it just, there was, I assume, good sign and you saw the potential of this is exactly kind of what you're looking for. Absolutely. I, I honestly, I saw spots where I wanted to put a stand. I knew, I already knew where I'm putting cameras. I've dropped them on the map. Yeah. On my Onyx, where I'm, I want to put a couple of cameras um for the property sake and then just for you know traveling sake you know just to see what's coming in and out and it, it looks promising looks great yeah and so one question i always ask people what was the what was the financing of the property did you shop around for a lender did you i mean feel free to share whatever you want yeah so i did shop around for a lender um i did more local guys i did my inquiry was not heavy here um in in pennsylvania um i did more local to the property and um, I think I settled down to five guys, five different places. Mm -hmm. And the one they were, then I narrowed it down to two. The one that I chose, she was just more receptive to like my situation and, and was more accommodating. And so I chose her. Yeah, that's simple. And I think uh, I, I always try to nail it down. I mean, that's such, that's almost equally as important, in my opinion, for someone that's just getting started to shop as much as a, for a lender as a piece of land. And obviously, if you have, a pre-existing relationship with the bank you really liked, and maybe you don't need to, but for your situation where you're going to a new area, I mean, yeah, it makes sense to people in that area is going to understand that piece of land a lot better than a bank in Philadelphia. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that was the whole thought process I had behind it, which is why I, I felt comfortable making that move and, and moving forward. Mm -hmm. What'd the family think of buying this piece? Were they pumped? Are they excited? So my kids are more than pumped. Actually, my son keeps asking me, hey, daddy, when are we going to go? When are we going to go? And I'm like, all right, but you still have school. So, you know, in time, in time. Uh -huh. um, my so like I said, we do that camping stuff all the time. And uh, it, at first it was just every like Father's Day. It, it ends up it ended up being like every other weekend kind of thing. Um, so they are stoked to get out there. Uh, my daughter loves hiking. She's a Girl Scout. So she's always like outside doing stuff like that. Um, so her troop's really good about that stuff. Um, my son is my my fishing buddy. So we're, we're always looking to have some outdoor adventures together. Um, my wife is absolutely on board as well, but not necessarily for the uh, outdoors part. She's more on the investment side of it. Sure. Um, so that was the angle I had to take with her on this one. And um, honestly, she's been on board from the very beginning. Uh, like I said, we, when we had that whole thing with um, the, the mutual friends, uh, we were both in agreement that, yeah, we the path forward is to, to establish land. Like you guys uh, say a lot, uh, it's, it's limited quantities, right? Mm -hmm. They're not making any more. She was like, yeah, let's let's do it if you like. And, and she was um, like, if you like it, then I think we should move forward with it. I got the green light to go. So I went. Was there anything that caught you surprised throughout the lane buying process that maybe you weren't expecting or maybe something went easier than what you're expecting? Uh, so I was not, 
I think one of the things, I guess the myths was that you're not going to find a property that you can afford. Uh, honestly, that's what I went in thinking, like, you know, it's going to be trash. Whatever I find that I could afford, it's going to be garbage and I'm not going to like it or I'm going to have to do a significant amount of work on it, which I, I am still going to have to do some work on it, which I have no issues with. It's just, um, you know, this Part isn't, I would, right, exactly. That's, that's, that's the stuff you want, you know, you want to get in there for. You have your to-do list, your, your own to-do list, not the honey-do list. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, you know, it, it was basically, so really nothing caught you by too, too much of surprise, really. It was, you, no. you felt educated going into it enough uh enough enough where i felt confident to, so i'm i'm the type where i'm I'm not gonna just spend money but i will spend money if it is worth the money mm -hmm. um and you know the, only, the real surprise was that i was able to find something that suited all of the stuff that i wanted to do yeah that, within you know. within that range of time yeah right, i mean right. that's i think which which is another thing to bring up where you 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 had a really fine scope of what you are wanting uh, in terms of your goals and your price range and everything else. I think sometimes people will feel like, well, can I really find a property this early in the search? Mm. And, and they maybe self-sabotage a little bit where it's right in front of you move forward versus, well, I'll be patient. I'll be patient. I'll be patient. Obviously everyone has different goals. Everyone has different, you know, objectives, but I think from when did you decide to, I want to buy something to when you actually found the parcel you wanted to buy? So that would be maybe a year or so, okay. I, you know, really with uh, looking and then saying, no, nah, that's not for me or we'll see kind of thing. It, it was about a year. So two years I was like, you know, I would just click on things and see. Uh, one year was when I was like, no, nah, I think I'm going to actually start doing this. And then it was like three months where I just went in like hardcore, just smashed that, you know, went at it, calling everybody and, and reaching out there. And then when, um, so I want to say shout out to Trey Kearns. He was awesome um, in uh, Whitetail Properties in, in West Virginia. He was awesome with answering my questions. I, I bombarded him with a lot of stuff, uh, calls, emails, everything, you name it. I was bugging texts. Uh, I'm sure his wife was probably like, who's this guy? Uh, <laughs> uh -huh. And then when I went down there, I again, bombarded him with a bunch of stuff. And, and when we were walking, bombarded him with more questions and stuff. And he was just great about it. So, you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. I mean, that, the, having a good agent, uh, whether it's listing or a buyer's agent, having someone that's uh, willing to answer your questions and, and really kind of open up the playbook for, for you to really understand is huge and makes the process a lot more seamless. And then you have a better idea what you're getting into. Right. Uh, Trey worked at the, uh, he's an association of Exodus. He worked at the Harrisburg show. So I know Trey and uh, he's obviously an avid hunter too. So that's always yeah. great to have someone with the same brain as what you have. Or what I want. Uh, he's yeah. he's a uh, he's way more uh, skilled than I am, but I'm working on it. I'm getting there. Yeah, man, you're doing everything. I, it's so exciting and cool to see your progression because uh, there's uh, unfortunately I have in mind, obviously getting your cameras up and I assume hanging some stands. But is there any projects that are just at the top of your list that you're really excited to execute? Yeah. So top of this, I want to get um, some, I guess, an advisor, land management advisor, just to kind of see the best way to approach it, because I really don't have any experience with this property. So actually, one of the first things I want to do is go camp out there for a couple of days and, you know, just experience soak it. it, soak it all in, see what see what everything is, walk it a couple of times, get to know the, the, the land itself. Uh, but I want a land manager to come in and, and kind of look at it and give me some tips, give me some advice, because I'm I'm the first to say I don't know everything. Um, I will always seek out people who do know, 
Um, mm -hmm. So that's what I would like to do, get that in there. And then um, Trey and I actually were talking about what we can do with um, pieces of what, what we, what I can do with uh, uh, some, some of that uh, seven acres that's uh, tillable, um, mm -hmm. you know, food plots or, and whatnot. So something leaning towards that. But I think the first thing would be to get an assessment to find out what can and can't be done and where is the best place to, you know, even like access stands or even put stands in the first place. So mm -hmm. um, that's yeah. the first, first plan. Yeah, that's a great first plan. Uh, it, it buys you time. So you don't have to right. go through that learning curve and waste time of like, well, that definitely didn't work. Uh, have someone save you some of those mistakes because ultimately, uh, what is five five hours away too? It's like, you probably want to be really right. efficient with your time and like, all right, this is my punch list. Let's go do it. And, and I'm not young anymore, man. I'm, 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 a, I just, well, I'm 42. So man you know, starting okay. late starting late so I, I time is very uh limited uh, not i don't say limited but you know it's one of those things where I, if if there's a way to to push it through and and still be successful then i'll, I'll gladly do so yeah and so in terms of when you're pitching it to your wife, how did you frame it from, or how did you look at this from an investment standpoint? Did you look at the appreciation game of just general land appreciating over time? Do you look at it of, okay, we're going to buy it. We're going to take this raw piece of ground and make it a lot better. Well, how did, how did he look at that? I did a multi-level approach. I honestly, it's one of those things. And I was, I, we did this as a, well, me and my wife first, and then as the family, but it's something where I want to have something to leave for my kiddos my my kids and i was like honestly this is i'm gonna actually give the the land a name uh mm -hmm. and it'll be like the heparin property we'll move it on you know it's, it's from generations i told the kids like look you're gonna we're gonna have this for a while if you got you know money issues we'll find another way but don't sell the land this is gonna stay yeah. with us so that was the thought process behind leaving you know a legacy you know, for my kiddos um and generations to follow and then also, um, as you were saying, like just in the, on the investment side of it, you know, it it's only going to get better. Be you know, it's going to appreciate. So, um, having land is just a good form of investment right now. For the past uh, about four or five years, my wife and I and have have been working on our investment portfolio in general, mm -hmm. and so we've been doing the stock market and all those other things like that. But it's one of those things where we're like, we should be investing in land. Like we just should. We should have a chunk of land, and move forward. Keep it. Um, and if it's, it's something that is lucrative, then we can sell it in the future. Um, now me on the you know, new hunter side, I was thinking um, this would be a great place for me to just, you know, cut my teeth, like gain some experience and, and, and hopefully pull some big bucks. We'll see. Yeah, uh, we, uh, we, I saw one spot. This script was huge, man. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's why I'm itching to get those cameras out. But from the hunting side, I want to be able to, you know, put some work in and, and do some, some, some activities, have some fun, have some fun on it. Um, but my wife was, that part was not as important to her. The investment side of it was more so important for my son. He's like, yeah, let's do that. That's, you know, the best thing, the best part of it, outdoor adventures. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how I mostly did it, uh, approached it to her with it. It was, the, you know, the family investment um, and, and just building our, our name. Mm -hmm. And that's the coolest thing too, is obviously it's a sound investment. Uh, over a long period of time, but you guys get to enjoy it. You get to, uh, you know, cut your teeth as a hunter and then your yeah. family gets to go down there and camp and spend time. And I mean, that's, there's a lot of value there that you can't put a dollar amount on, which absolutely. Uh, I know a lot of analytical people have, you know, they're looking at percents and, you know, uh, year over year, over year over year return. But I mean, how do you, you can't really put a value on that in my opinion. Would you agree? Absolutely. I, I completely agree. It? Absolutely agree. Yeah. So, okay. Now 
it sounds like you had a handful of resources. You had a good agent. You had a variety of resources to learn. But what was something that someone's listening to this right now and they're trying to figure out, okay, I'm, I need to learn more about how to buy land. Was there anything that stuck out to you that was really helpful? Um, so finding, this is going to sound cheesy and I'm not kissing up to you, but I, I, what I did was when I would listen to your podcast, I would actually sit there with a notebook and like, there were a couple of websites you'd spit out. I'd write those websites down. Um, you know, tax programs, I wrote those tax programs down. So I have this starts the search and then leads you to another spot where you're like, oh, I didn't even know about this. This is super helpful. Um, so let me dig in and go further that way. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. What, so you just bought this, this is brand new. So I feel, I feel kind of silly asking this, but so do you think this will be the last piece of land you guys own or? Oh no, 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 no. This is not the last one. Uh, I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. Well, one, I I have my wife on board, so that, that always helps. Uh And so she's, um, you know, agreeing with it as well. So, uh, as a, an individual, I'll be purchasing more. And with that, um, investment company that my, you know, we're all in, we're going to be, um, purchasing more land as well. And now I'll be the land expert, um, <laughs> with, with a little bit of, a little bit of know-how on it. Sure. But personally, I would like to get a place that's closer. Um, my wife has been t- saying she wants some like lakefront property kind of thing. So we're, we're entertaining getting other other pieces of land um, mm-hmm. after this, whether we use this current property to help us that we um, purchased and we are doing uh, week long rentals and, and, you know, that's been working well. We've been um, on the plus side actually for this first year. So we got a full season in and we've been doing really well. So that's going to continue and any money that we make, we're just throwing it right back into the um, the property. So mm-hmm. the thing is that we do, uh, as a group want to broaden our horizons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been the one pushing the the land purchase, like raw land, and then yeah. we can do whatever we can with it, um, at a later date. Um, even if it's something like where we have, um, we buy some agricultural land and, you know, lease it out to farmers or something. So there, there are lots of options, but when is your land, you have all the options you want. Yeah. And that's, that's what ultimately I think what people, I mean, that's, in essence, I think land and freedom are somewhat synonymous. Oh, so when you buy it, you feel a level of freedom because you can do what you want. Yeah. The pride swells up a little bit. You feel good. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it does. It changes something when you, when you're walking on some dirt that you, you know, own, yeah. it's something you can't really describe. And it sounds so kind of cheesy, but uh, I mean, you're in agreement. I'm in agreement. I guess that's yeah. all that matters for right now. <laughs> it's not cheesy if we all agree, man. It's all good. Yeah, man. Well, um, anything else here you want to share, uh, whether it's a word of encouragement for someone that's looking to buy land or anything else that you just kind of want to uh, get out there to folks? Yes. So I would like to say, just get started. It's one of those things where you don't realize you can do it till you're actually doing it. Start saving away money, cut down credit card debt, um, but work on all of the things that lenders are going to need to see so that you can purchase this land. Just, just get started, jump right in, um, take notes. Uh, I'm a visual person. I need to actually have things written down so I can see it and then go back to it and look at it. So, um, but just do it literally just jump right in. I was sitting, uh, listening and thinking, ah, yeah, that's good for that guy. That's good for these folks. Uh, you know, they, they had a different start than me, but after a while I was like, no, I can do this too. And so I jumped right in. Like I said, I do everything like that. Just jump right in. Just go ahead and do it. Just start. 
Man, that's that's so exciting to hear because that's that's why I started. And it's so great to hear that you're. Uh, into all of this stuff, I am also a firearms safety instructor. So uh, you can always check me out at um, Brothers Keeper Training on IG. Uh, if you want to check me out, if you're in a local area, um, mm -hmm. I'm not really doing any of the traveling stuff right now, but um, it's, um, just I. There you guys have it. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Once again, apologize for the technical difficulties on this. Uh, usually we don't run into those, but every now we do, and there's still enough great information that we want to share this. Also, next week we're going to be having Pat Porter on the podcast. If you've uh, been listening to the podcast here for a while, then Pat should be a familiar name, and we're talking about 2023 and what to expect and how to make the most of it. And we also have some other really exciting announcements in regard to the podcast here that I'm excited to share, and I'm hoping things will be ready by next week. So that is it. Take care and have an awesome week.